Well, hello, and welcome to Remember God Loves You, and I'll meet you at the finish line. Well, I hope you guys are having an awesome day, because I know I am, because a day is a day that the Lord hath made, and we shall rejoice and praise and be glad in it. And God is good all the time, and all the time, God is good. You know, there seems to be an issue, or not an issue, I should say, but when we struggle in life, when we face difficulties and when we face hardships, through, what do you do in those situations? You know, and what do you do when you go through struggles in life? What verse comes to mind? Well, to me, we're going to take a deeper look in Philippians chapter 4. We're going to get better understanding and a better contextualized uh, meaning of it. And so with this in mind, we're going to start off with a word of prayer. But before that, I want to say a special message. I want to say thank you so much. Um, thank you guys for all your support. Thank you guys for um, to stick around with me through the thick and thin. Thank you for you guys. Thank you guys for allowing me to uh to keep following my podcast anyway we took a big month break and at the same time it was good that we took a break it was good because we last summer i learned a valuable lesson because last summer i was able to you know struggle with trying to find new friends <laughs> yes you're probably thinking okay sauce why are you struggling with finding new friends and one of the things that kind of comes to mind when struggling with friends is that I did podcasts last summer. Now, was it healthy for me? I'm sure it was at some point. But did I build any relationships afterwards? That'd be a no. And so this summer, this past summer, I made a commitment unto myself. That commitment was to stay, refrain myself from podcasts and refrain myself from uh, going behind the mic, getting any guests or doing any podcast appearances as well. Now, I am so blessed I made that decision because I've made lifelong friends. I made friends that I would never take back ever again. I made friends that are going to be here forever. And I was worried about it. I was worried to see, hey, you know what? I wonder if people are going to follow me. I wonder if people are going to, you know, still keep know if I'm alive or not. And that's why I was not worried about that. But maybe afterwards, I was, after the summer ended. And so I want to say how blessed I am that we are here through the thick and thin. We are here no matter what happens. And yes, I will post something on my social media feed. And that's where that day in the life of sauce comes in. Day in the life of sauce comes in as not a supplemental um, thing, but it comes in and says, hey, you know what? This is who I am. I'm so proud of it. Don't be afraid of who you are. And so with this in mind, enough talk about myself. And let's talk about and glorify God. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for bringing us together. We thank you that we can just come here in reverence of you. 
Lord, we are so blessed to be called your children. Lord, I'm so blessed that we can come into your heart, that you can accept us of who we are and not be afraid, that we can accept, you can accept us even with our faults, even with our struggles. Because Lord, you are a merciful God. May you guide us and protect us as we continue through the day. Help us to glorify you during the midst of storms of life. Help us to glorify you during our hearts and during our troubles. May you, Lord, you're an awesome God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. So we are reading Philippians chapter 4. In verse 1, it states, Therefore, my brothers and sisters, you whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm in the Lord in this way, dear friends. I absolutely love what Peter is saying. He is welcoming, like the first couple of verses, if you understand the epistle Peter, or the apostle Peter, or Paul, I should say, he always introduces the area he's at, whether if it's through a letter, whether if it's through a letter to Timothy or to a letter to um, Philippi. And I absolutely love that. And he always ends with a greeting, ends with a greet and gives up words of encouragement. So <clears throat> in verse two, he, he reads and says, I plead with Iota and I plead with uh, Sinai to be of the same mind in the Lord. Yes, and I ask you, my true companion, help these women since they have contended at my side in the cause of the gospel, along with the Clement and the rest of my co-workers, whose names are in the book of life. And we're getting to my favorite verses. In verse 4, rejoice in the Lord always. I say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Verse 7, And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, Whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. Verse 10 reads, I rejoiced greatly in the Lord that at last you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I am not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content with whatever circumstances. I know that it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. Whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want, I can do all this through him who gives me strength. Amen. Amen. Yet it was good for, of you to share in my troubles. Moreover, as you Philippians know, 
in the early days of your acquaintance with the gospel when I set out from Macedonia. Not one church shared with me in the matter of giving and receiving, except you only. For even when I was in Thessalonia, you sent me aid more than once when I was in need. Not that I desire your gifts. What I desire is that more be credited to your account. I have received full payment and have more than enough. I am amply supplied. Now, <clears throat> now that I have received um, Ephrates, the gifts you sent, they are a fragment offering an acceptable sacrifice, pleasing to God. And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. To our God and Father, be glory forever and ever. Amen. And amen. Now, in 29, not 29, but 21 through uh, 23, Peter or Paul ends with a, a prayer and ends with um, a final greeting. Greet all God's people in Christ Jesus. The brothers and sisters who share with me or who are with me send greetings. All God's people here send you greetings, especially those who belong to Caesar's household. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Amen. Amen. So now let's break things apart. And how does this, this verse pertain to this day and age? How does do not worry pretend pertain to us? Well, I'm sure when we go to college, and I'm sure colleges are in midweek and everything is starting, the parents are highly nervous. Some of the questions our parents are asking themselves is, did I make the right decision of sending my child to college? Or another decision is, what happens if my son or daughter like are in need? What, what do I do then? Or is my son and daughter, will they pass the classes that they need in order to graduate? You might be asking those questions. Now, for the college kids or high school students, your questions might be, am I going to make friends? Am I going to be okay? <clears throat> or am I going to be, uh, am I going to be a mistake? Am I a mistake to others? You know, or how am I going to do my classes and will my professor like me? Those are the, some of the questions that you might be asking yourself. And or another one is what happens if I get in the wrong friends group? Now, that might be for both mom and dad um, and you as well, those three of you guys. But I want to bring assurance to you saying when we truly if you truly raised your son and daughter, correct, and if you truly glorified God and uh, any of the kids that are listening college kids if you have if you're raised in a strong household and that you put your time and energy to go towards the Lord you put your time and energy in glorifying God and the gifts that he's given you then you don't have to worry about it because that's extra worrisome that you don't need that's extra time that is consuming you and extra time that is not needed by any means and so with this in mind, another verse that you know it reads is that in verse four, it states, "Rejoice in the Lord always." You know, in college, how can we rejoice when we have maybe an, an essay coming up or an exam coming up? 
Now, of course, we don't have to like worry about the essays or exams yet. Well, I don't, or none of us really do. But for kids that are like, might be in end of summer class or summer school or whatever, how do you guys maintain that? You know, and are you guys ready to start school? You know, are you guys ready to pass your classes? <clears throat> and when we rejoice in the Lord, we are rejoicing in the things that He's given us. We are rejoicing in His love. We are rejoicing in His purification and His forgiveness that He has given, forgiven our hearts of our wickedness, of our depravity of man. How awesome is that? I have looked years and years. And I wondered, I always thought, man, I had to live a perfect life. You know, or for instance, I always had to make sure I had to appeal unto God. But when I lived that, when I put my level so high, what happens is, is that if I made a mistake, I'm like, oh man, okay, great. I made a mistake. Great. God is not going to accept me. God's not going to love me. How can I rejoice in God when he rejoices those who are perfect? Well, the good news is, is that none of us are perfect by any means. And also the good news is, is that we make a mistake in our sleep when we dream about something that we shouldn't be dreaming about. We make a, we make a dream about um, in our wickedness. We make a dream in our, we maybe say something that we don't mean to. Or we say something that we wish that we didn't say to anyone. Like the word hate, or we disobey our parents. That is the interesting part is, is that we always do that. And when we rejoice, we're saying God is a merciful God. I'm going to rejoice in God because he has given me another opportunity. He has given me time and time again to be grateful for what I have been given unto him. And so <clears throat> with this in mind, and the big picture of it all, there's one verse that stands out this time. Because, yes, we've gone through Philippians chapter 4 heavily at times, a lot of times. And this is why I love reading the Bible. Because each time you read the Bible, you always end up looking at a different point of view. Because none of us read the Bible and think of it the same. I read the Bible a lot of times when I was a kid. And I read the Bible a lot when I was in the Air Force and during my time in the hospital. But some of the verses didn't stand out compared now than compared to back then. And that's what I love about the Bible because we always have a different interpretation and a different meaning because it means different in my time of life, in the time and the season. Now, you wouldn't say John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that who, uh, to die on the cross, but whoever believes shall have everlasting life. You wouldn't be saying that very long. Because we are all developing. And when you are a child of God, you're yearning for God. Now, for a young believer, we be holding on to that. Because simplify it and long shorten things up, God loves you. And Philippians chapter 4 verse 19 stands out this time around compared to Philippians chapter 4 verse 6 and Philippians chapter 4 verse 13. And it states, And my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. God will supply everything that I need. I don't need to store up things. I don't need to 
be stealing. I don't need to be uh, hoarding things. I don't need to be doing all these things because God will supply it well sufficiently because he's got a plan for me. He knows how much I'm going to have. So it's my job to be content with it. So years ago, I claimed as my Bible verse of Philippians chapter 4, and I have done that countless times in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. So generally, this verse serves as a comforting reminder that God always has me in his palm of his hands. But however, there's always a however. On those days, on the days when I feel like a dark cloud uh, um, is on my shoulders or uh, if I'm on the path and or if you're driving on the interstate and it's completely foggy and you have no idea where you're at, haven't you noticed that God is always there with you? And that have you always noticed that God is always being sufficient unto you and that he's, you know, careful and he's just obedient and stuff? And so that verse doesn't seem appropriate because I think realistically, most people think that way. What I mean by that is how can we rejoice and seems like a tall order when we are in a dark and cloudy moment of life? How can we rejoice? What I love about that is during that time, Paul was under immense persecution from the Romans and from the Jews. And I'm sure Philippians chapter 4 verse 4 wasn't his go-to verse saying, well, rejoice in the Lord always, rejoice. I'm sure that was not it. That's where the Philippians chapter 4 verse 19 came in, in the big picture. Paul's letter to the church in Philippi is seen as one of the most encouraging books in the Bible. And Paul was in prison when he wrote it. He awoke to chains and cells, walls or cell walls each morning. But he still chose to encourage the believers to rely on God's faithfulness and keep their minds fixed on the things above. The apostle didn't make, the apostle didn't take a pass on his duties due to his surrenderings and he doesn't tell the believers they can skip rejoicing when dark days or tough times come or tough times come. He encourages them with the truth of God, of who God really is no matter what the day holds or what lies ahead. So if you are in a hard season for no obvious reason. I encourage you to read Philippians chapter 4, verse 19 again, and maybe Philippians chapter 4, 420, 418, and around to get a bigger contextual message. Because that is the encouragement that everyone deserves from God. And then give God your praise, no matter how large or small that it may sound or may be. I absolutely love that because when we give our praise unto God during the midst of the storms, our days tend to be better. You know, when I was in a hospital paralyzed from the neck down, I was, I would give praise and I'd say, Lord, I thank you for the air that I can breathe. Or Lord, I thank you for the nurses that are taking care of me and help, they're helping me to get better. Lord, I'm so thankful because you are an awesome God. And so with this in mind, we're going to end it with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for bringing us together. We thank you that we can just come here in reverence of you. May you guide us and protect us, O oh Lord, as we continue through the day. Lord, I am so blessed that you can just be here in the now. 
And Lord, I just pray that you can purify our minds, our hearts, and our soul so that we can just be like-minded like children, the innocence that we always long for, the innocence of a blameless lamb. So Lord, I just come to you asking for a repentance, Lord, because you're an awesome God. Lord, I pray for any moms, any dads, families that are going through difficult times, Lord. I pray that you can walk alongside with them. I pray that you can just guide them. I can pray. I pray that you can just help them and encourage them and allow them to rejoice in the smallest things in life, Lord. I pray that for my heart too. I pray that I can rejoice in the smallest things as well. And that's not the big pictures of life because you are an awesome God. So may you guide us and protect us as we continue through the day so that when we cross that finish line, Lord, we can run into your arms and we can hear you say to us, well done, my good and faithful servant. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. Well, with this in mind, guys, I hope you have a blessed day. And remember, God loves you. And I'll meet you at the finish line. Bye.